0: The Introvert's Edge podcast was designed to create a dialogue around introversion to stimulate a discussion around our disadvantages, how we overcome those disadvantages and what we consider our introvert's edge. Together, we're finally going to confront the stigma around introversion, showing that we're not second class citizens, we're just different and we need to embrace that. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Introverts Edge podcast. I'm super excited to be welcoming back my good friend, Brian Smith. Brian, thank you very much for joining us again.
1: Hey, Matthew, gonna have another good time.
0: (laughs) So I was talking to the team over here, the video team, and they were sharing with me that as we got off the the last video, they were shocked that the founder of a, a billion dollar business an internationally well-known brand like Uggboots could just be such a regular, down-to-earth, easygoing guy, just so relaxed. And to also to be an introvert, it was, it was shocking for them. Do you get that a lot?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, in fact, one of the most uh, common comments I get when I come off stage is, oh, my God, you're so real. And uh, that's my being authentic is the only way I can cope. Being in the public eye because I don't want to give anyone a chance to catch me out and, uh, you know, reject me. Isn't that interesting?
0: Well, I think that that's a really important thing. I mean, when I talk about branding, I I talk about the fact that in, you know, in modern day marketing, we talk about defining the unmet need in the marketplace, creating the message for that, and then creating the sales system. But for an introvert, that makes us bend ourselves to the marketplace, which feels inauthentic. So, that's why I always talk about building a brand around our passions, our goals, our whys, if you like, because then we build the brand around that and we look for unmet needs in the marketplace that fit with our authentic self. Because anything other than that, we're incongruent. And I think that's one of the things you really do well. You, you share your stories, but you share what you want to share, What's you can tell you're very centred. In what you share, and I think that's really important for any introvert going out there, uh, trying to speak, trying to sell, trying to network, or even trying to parent.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the true being true to yourself is it's like a survival thing. Um, Well, it is for me because uh, you know I watch other people on the stage. You know, when I first got into the speaking business, I'd see these guys go, and I go, "Oh my God, they're so good! I'll never be like that." And But after like seeing six or eight or ten of them, I'm going, oh my god They're all doing exactly the same thing and it's all of the big affectations and the, the, the You know magic moments and and graphs and charts and and, and it's, just, it's just not me, you know, I, I could not do that in a million years if, Even if you gave me all of the tools to do it, I couldn't do it because it's just not me I, it, for me I have to just believe in it and be authentic. Always, it's always going to come back to authentic and fear of rejection. You know.
0: Well, I think that you know, I think that's really interesting because, I mean, I I had the same experience when I was younger. I watched all these people that were on stage and they were speaking, and my jaw was dropped the whole time. I wanted to be like them. Yeah. I could never be like them. I. Yeah. I think everybody watching, whether they're trying to you know, go out and meet their girl or the guy of their dreams or trying to find their ideal customer or whatever they're trying to do, they need to realize that we're different and we should embrace that, not hide away, not trying to be someone that we're not. I know for me, I used to protect myself growing up in school. I used to have this When somebody used to say something, I'd say something sarcastic back, and that was my way of safeguarding myself from somebody affecting who I was as a person. What I realized is I was actually giving them no opportunity to develop a real relationship with me. And as soon as I became authentically me and shared with my heart and soul, sure, every now and then I'd be disappointed, but more often than not, I would actually get to experience something real and get a really positive reaction back.
1: That's so interesting. I thought that was just an Aussie thing. I hadn't related that to being an introvert thing because I was very similar. I, I uh, especially in, you know, when you're 12, 13, 14, when you start to take an interest in girls, uh, that fear of rejection for me, which really was just introversion, uh, was so powerful that I... I could never directly ask a girl to go to the school dance. You know, I, I had to position myself in such a way that she would indicate that she'd really like me to go with her. And so therefore, we, I, you know, I had a pretty good uh, success rate at that, but it was totally not contrived because it was real, but it was affected in a way to stop me from feeling rejected, should one of them say no, you know? So, so yeah, we have these defence mechanisms that that work just as well as any extrovert, but it's totally different how we go about it. I think
0: we all do that. I mean, we have to have our. I like to say I have to have my systems for everything. So, for the longest time, I did the same thing when I was meeting girls, and then I, I did, made a decision that I was going to find strategies for how to meet girls and. I went through this and I there's there's a book that talks about how to do magic tricks and how to say certain things and how to put girls down and that brings them and attracts them to you. And very similar to most sales books, I know you talked about this, Brian, when you looked at my book, it was like, it makes you feel uncomfortable. It's like icky and you just, you don't want to have anything to do with it.
1: I couldn't do that. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Well, for me, I found one book that talked about learning the steps of talking to women that then focused down on the specific steps, and it's not—it's not about sleeping with a lot of girls. It's not about picking up a lot of girls. It's about getting ready and creating a system so that you do meet that right person. You don't fumble and fail, and I think that's something that all introverts need to do. It's—we need to create systems for ourselves where we don't fumble and fail. I mean, introverts have huge amounts of abilities that extroverts don't have. But there are certain abilities that we can be better than extroverts in a lot of ways, especially when our authenticity comes through, as long as we've got the right system and the right strategy.
1: It came for me, it wasn't so much as a system, but learning that I am enough for myself. I don't give a damn about anybody else. And when I really truly believed that that I didn't have anything to prove to anybody anymore, then I became much more comfortable with with just being me. And that's why I can come across in an interview like this and just be me. I really don't give a damn because you're not going to catch me out. I am who I am.
0: So that really interests me because I went through a self-discovery like that as well. And for the longest time, I'd hide who I was or I'd protect myself. And then I had this this tipping point moment where I was like, you know what? Every time I hide who I am, I get let down by people. It's not working. So, let's try doing it where I just don't care whether people like me or not. I am who I am, and I'm going to share my soul and What I found was everybody liked me more, and it became easy to develop friendships. What was your tipping point when When did you realize it and what what happened?
1: it was uh, It was quite recently I, you know, I, did, I spent most of my life you know not understanding and not feeling worthy, even when I sold. The have company and you know built it up a tremendous achievement But the the, to me there was always still something more, you know there's got to be something more meaningful than that and It was I didn't find it from without I found it from within because I I do a lot of yoga a lot of meditation Read a lot of spirituality in fact a lot of spirituality spills over in my book Which was a, a bit of a gamble, but everybody loves it. So so it was a good gamble but I I basically just through meditation and and realizing where I fit in this cosmic universe uh, that I became comfortable with, with exactly who I am. And then that made all the rest of it flow very easily.
0: Brilliant. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that, Brian. And because you mentioned your book, I want to, I want to pull it out because I know that, I mean, this was, this was a lot of your time that went into this. And I think that, when you talk about authenticity, maybe introverts are just really good at this, but you can tell your heart and soul was put into this. And you talk about the the five stages of a business. And again, I think the rawness of this is what I really liked the most. And I, I would love for you to just spend a little bit of time just telling people about what you see as those those stages of the business so that people can understand it.
1: Sure. After I you know, made my first sales effort and sold 28 pairs and you know realized oh my god this is this is harder than i thought uh it looking back after i sold the ug company i realized you know that that every business is predictable and and i coined the phrase you can't give birth to adults and my the theme in my book goes through the, all the stages of raising a child all the way to getting it off to college and you know, marriage, uh, but. Every single business is conceived in somebody's head and then the first action is taken and that's the birth. And for, for Arget was buying those first samples of boots. Then every business or, or service or you know, idea goes into this horrible infancy and it just lies there and lies there and you have to feed it and change diapers and you get nothing back except maybe a giggle every now and again. But it cannot get up and go to college. At that stage it has to be an infant but eventually it'll start toddling which is cool like a business people are, you're selling your first products and people are writing articles about your product and then you'll hit the use phase which is a great phase where your productions great the sales are good the shipping's excellent the accounting's working and everything's clicking it you can run a really good business on that you know scale but if it's a really, really good product or a service like Agua's, you know it's going to hit the teenage years, and all bets are off. Because you remember when you wanted to be at every party in town? Well, it's like that with a business, and you want to be at every trade show, you want to be on every retail shelf, and it's really, really dangerous phase because you you overextend so fast. Uh, but then eventually it becomes mature when the accountants put the controls in. But that theme runs through every single business or service or, you know, making a sitcom on TV or starting a religion. It, the, the theme works in every one of those. And, you know, the big reason for my book was to, to point that out and be a roadmap for entrepreneurs. Hey, hey, don't give up in the infancy. It doesn't mean you're failing. It just means not much is happening. Just like, It's like a baby. You've got to wait for it to, to you know, figure it out. And there's another great quote I have in there which uh, most people remember years after I I give the talk, and that is the quickest way for a tadpole to become a frog, live every day happily as a tadpole, you know. And if you can master that, then the growth will happen organically and your small business will become bigger and a big business will become bigger. And that's how it works. So, so, you know, my book is like a, a philosophical Take on, on business according to my life. You know?
0: Thank you for sharing that. I, I'm really interested in one specific element because I find that a lot of introverts, especially ones that have strong functional skills, they build their business and their success metric is outwardly focused. They want to be successful to prove to everybody else that they can do it and they it wasn't a mistake or that they are in effect, a a great person in themselves. It's it's focused externally rather than internally. And the advice that I always give them is that it's got to be about you. It's got to be about your success or you'll never make it. What advice would you give to people that are in that stage?
1: It just made me wonder why I, you know, did it. And when I started out, it was to prove that I could do it. You know, I didn't want to be an accountant. I wanted to prove I could be a business person, an entrepreneur. And... I, that drove me for years and years and years, uh, apart from trying to make money and stay alive, but it was that I can do it, I can show you I can I can prove it so it was very much outwardly focused uh, but there it came a point where it got so big that I realized, you know god I've, I've sort of done it, but I don't really like it anymore. Um, because you know, when it got up to about 15 million, looking at 20 million, we started to have all these meetings. You know, and then, by now I've got all these staff and salespeople, and everything's coming down to meetings and and consensus. Everybody's got to agree on the next course of business, and it was driving me crazy because I I found that that what I'd set out to prove that I wanted to build, I, I built. And it wasn't me anymore. It was all these other people weighing in, and I just lost interest. And that, that's pretty typical of an entrepreneur who's an introvert. You want to get back to what you do best and for the reason that you want to do it, you know. And uh, I hadn't thought of that before, but I'm sure that's what drove me.
0: I think that's really important for people to know, because for me, I mean, I've been responsible for five multi-million dollar success stories myself. And people are like, wow, you must have been so happy the whole time. I'm like, no, I was miserable, because every time I was doing it to prove to someone else that I could do this, and then I get to the top and I'm like, why am I doing this? And then when I moved into doing this, helping service providers obtain rapid growth, helping introverts obtain rapid growth... I just love what I do. And I remember having this conversation with you, Brian, that since you've gone into just doing things exactly the way you wanted to, because it's about making you happy, everything shifted.
1: Yeah, everything. It's, there's this great saying is that once you start out on a path, the universe will conspire to work with you, right? That, that's thousands of years old, that saying. And I found that when I finally relax into being who I am, All these things that I hadn't seen before started to come into my life to add to and benefit and build on what my new goal was or my new being. So before I was pushing, 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 trying to make things happen, but when I relaxed into being comfortable with, hey, whatever's going to happen, I'm a tadpole, right? As As long as I just live every day trying to be better and better, it's uncanny how things start to fall in your lap. I'll give you a little segue. I hope we got time. But, but when's the last time you, you can remember seeing an advertisement for a refrigerator?
0: <laughs> I really can't. I okay. Yeah, I, I think I saw one at a keynote presentation I did. <laughs> but if you needed
1: one next weekend, you would start seeing TV ads on the television, in the newspapers. You'd be driving past stores full of you know, refrigerators. And so the, the point I'm making here is that, Everything is always out there. The universe is perfect. It's full. It's got everything you need. But until you start out on that path and, and start a direction, you're never going to see all of the things that can help you. And so the refrigerator is just a great illustration of when you finally become who you are and you start to do exactly what you want, all these things start to be coming into your vision like the refrigerator is.
0: I think that's a really good point, Brian, because a lot of people talk about the fact that, you know, you, you think of something and it just it, it, it just appears. And it, there's a scientific basis to that. I mean, we're presented with 2 million bits of information every single second through all of our senses. And our brain, the supercomputer that it is, only processes about 126 bits of information. So we delete, distort, and generalize everything based on our beliefs, our values, our past experiences, and a subset of that is our goals. So if we have six goals in separate directions, well, now we've got 21 bits in every direction, and that's if they're pointed in the same direction. If they're conflicting, then all of a sudden, our brain's missing opportunities that are right there in front of us. And most of the time, we fixate all 126 on doing what's safe, what makes us money, but not what makes us happy. And a lot of times, it's because we don't believe we can make money out of doing what, what we're happy with. And I think that what you've just said, Brian, is that as soon as you make the decision that you're going to do what you love and you want to be authentic, you want to be passionate and you want to do that, those opportunities will just appear. And I think that's a, it's a really good thing to, to finish up on, uh, Brian. So thank you for sharing that. One, one question I do want to ask, uh, just as we're finishing up before we get into where people can find out more about you and, and your book, is I'd really like to know what you consider your introvert's edge. What is the one thing you you would say as an introvert gives you a supreme advantage over everyone else?
1: Wow. Um, I think it's the preparation I put into things uh, that I want to achieve uh, because I, I don't want to be rejected and I really want to make it happen. And, I think it's that little extra bit of preparation that I put into things that has been my edge over the extroverts who just wing it.
0: I'm sure after hearing everything you've had to say, a lot of people listening and, and watching along will probably want to know a little bit more about where well, where they can find more about you and especially uh, your book.
1: Sure. The uh, website right now is briansmithspeaker.com. That's B-R-I-A-N with an I. Uh, but I'm got a brand new website coming out in about two weeks. It'll be Founder.com. That's the way to contact me. If anybody would love to uh, have me come and speak at their group, I would be uh, really happy to do so and you can get me through that website. And the book is also available on on my website but also on Amazon.com. So um, the book's turned out to be a really good read. Everybody Tells me it's a page turner, so it's a great, great
0: topic. Definitely, and I, I can say uh, that everybody at Small Business Festival absolutely loved hearing about the the five phases of the, or the birth of the brand, if you like. And having having read it myself, I know that it's 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 a very good read and it's a lot of fun. And the book itself is called Birth of a Brand, so make sure you definitely check that out. But to everyone watching today, thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Introverts Edge. Cheers. I'm on a mission to empower introverts to be proud of who we are. Introverts have had to deal with the stigma that we just can't be as successful in business or in sales as our extroverted counterparts. We're different and we need to embrace that.
1: I instinctively shied away from sales. I didn't want to be a salesperson.
0: My closing ratio has gone from 15% up to close to 80%.
1: We nearly quadrupled the number of meetings set with clients. Your book was a great revelation to me about me.
0: I've been fortunate to receive some endorsements from some exceptional introverts. They've shared with me how much they resonated with the stories of these real people and how they transformed to being sales masters. It talks about the things that make an introvert successful. Every book was written for extroverts and they're needed to be something for us. Get your copy of The Introvert's Edge today.